When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Merrick Kay here for the Fanbyte Podcast Network. I'd like to tell you about Channel F, a show where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something? <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the uh, listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> And take your questions about the best jokers. Flabars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really good... Oh, give, me, give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee as the president of podcasts at Fanbyte that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause purification. Welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I'm your host, LB Lady Sylvia's Sunglass Collection, Hug Tears, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Danielle, Lady Sylvia's Compact Disc, Rando. Hi, Danielle. Hi. How are you? It's such a beautiful day in England. Oh, it's the snakes are here and there's <laughs> the, I'm at the big, I'm on my way to the big party, the big snake party. The dance, the ball. Yes. We're going to do some line dancing to some rural rock. <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to have the time of our lives, I think, talking about this movie. <laughs> so this week we, it is October. It is the spooky times, the scaryville the hauntedest time of the year. Um, and we were talking about one of my all-time favorite movies and like a movie that got me into interested in horror at all. 1988 Ken Russell, Lair of the White Worm. Pass. There is a legend of an ancient evil. Something's been found in Stone Ridge Cavern. A legend that no one would ever believe. Legend has it that Stone Ridge Cavern was the lair of the Dampton Worm. Unless, of course, it came right up and bit him. One, two, three, four! I hear you're having trouble with a snake. Diana was a pagan snake girl. We must take the word worm too literally. It's an adaptation of the Anglo-Saxon virum, meaning dragon or snake. Ah, uh, the experience of a lifetime. From the director of Altered States, and the creator of Dracula, a new movie of venom and vengeance. 
Ken Russell's The Lair of the White Worm. I'm famished. Shall we stop on the way for a bite? Uh, watch out for your ass. Blair the White Worm is a 1988 British horror film based loosely, very, very loosely, <laughs> on the 1911 Bram Stoker novel of the same name and drawing upon the English legend of the Lambton Worm. The film was written and directed by Ken Russell and stars Amanda Donahoe and Hugh Grant. Does it ever. <laughs> Does it ever. So we're starting out with the first scene where we introduce the movie and talk about our history with the cinematic masterpiece in question. Danielle, yeah. what is your history here? I have a very special story. Uh, this is a Danielle origin story, like real, it's a real old one. It's an oldie, but goodie here. And I've never seen this movie until a week ago. However, this is a movie that I absolutely positively, like it has imprinted on my brain because when I was extremely young, like five or six, like extremely young, my local drugstore, Douglas Drug, had a, like a VHS, like video rental section. And there were Mm -hmm. all kinds of movies that you could rent, you know, big old chunky VHS tapes. And this is like the earliest of the early 90s. It might even be the very end of the 80s. Like I'm like five or six. And I saw a VHS cover with a sexy lady, a sexy snaky lady coming out of a wicker like basket. And there were also pictures of her having snaky fangs and snaky eyes. And this disturbed me because I was a very young child but also it did something to my brain like I was very intrigued even though I was very disturbed and I think I probably looked at this cover for like an inordinate amount of time never really super thought about it again except for the fact that like I was always kind of interested in like oh I wonder what that movie was you know as I became a horror fan later in life and for uh Merritt and I often do a movie night like we watch a movie And it was on her list and I saw the cover of it and I was like, oh my God, that's the cover. That's the thing. (laughs) That's the wicker snake lady. Holy shit. And uh, we watched it and it might be uh, a new favorite of mine in terms of like horror comedy camp, goofy, ridiculous horse shit that I love. Um, I I am so, so pleased that this blast from my past uh, is so wonderful. That is incredible. I'm so glad you have such deep roots with this movie. because This is also like a very important part of the LB DNA mm. um, and also part of my origin story. Mm. So I don't remember, have I talked on this show before about the video store I went to that was like my haven as a preteen? I feel like only in the briefest snatches of time. Okay. So I was like, you know, a weird kid <laughs> that's okay i uh, had not not the best time in middle school um but there was a video store between my school and my house that i um it, you know a small independent video store in a mini mall yes. um if you you know know la at all you can picture exactly the kind of like corner mini mall it has a beauty supply store like a karate place, uh, a, <laughs> uh, several like accounting and notaries, uh, a place to get coffee, and a video need. store. Beauty, karate, coffee, video. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and you can get anything. You get it all notarized too. So perfect. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, of course. Um, so it was like really close to my house. I loved it. I was really into movies. Um, and my parents 
you know, it, there were like three people who worked there, including the owner. And my parents kind of said like, okay, you can let our kid rent whatever they want. Oh. Like we give, yeah, like, yes, this is a 12 year old, but we give blanket permission, like no porn, like nothing from the porn room in the back. But, <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, like, like just pretend we're here for any, you know, like we trust, we trust you all. Um, and so I had this thing going with the, like the two, the two non-owners there, uh, Rick and Lon, who let me just hang out. Nice. And nice. we'd watch I like movies. Rick and Lon. Already. Rick and Lon were the best. Yeah. Um, and they had di- they had different tastes, but like very complimentary tastes. Okay. Um, Lon was like my like history of queer cinema that I'm not going to find if I look up history of queer cinema, sure. like just on Google. <laughs> for sure. Yes. And Rick was like, "Check out True Stories. It's a Talking Heads movie." And I'm like, "You're right." Good job. That is what I want to see. Um, but yeah, Lon just like, he told me to watch this movie. <laughs> he said, rent this one. You'll like it. I think this was after like we bonded over female trouble. Good. I'm 12, which is like, ah! like when you're a 12 year old who like loves John Waters and uh, just in weird shit. Yeah. And you have no outlets for that. Having these like, <laughs> it's like this very friendly, like, you know, like older queer person who's like, here, I baked cookies. Hang out. That's like, I know, so I know middle wonderful. school sucks. Uh, it was beautiful. And it's like, I I credit him so much. Like if I ever find, I looked him up once in the phone book to see if I could like write him a thank you letter. Um, I'm all, I'm all choked up. Um, but yeah, just like the most wonderful person. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, and endlessly patient for like a very annoying preteen wanting to hang out all the time. Oh. Um, but yeah, told me to read this fucking insane Ken Russell uh, snake vampire movie. And I was not a horror person. I was very, I was a lot, I'm a lot like Merritt, that I was very easily frightened as a kid. Sure. Um, like I would get traumatized by like, well, not trauma traumatized, but you know, I'd get really freaked out by like a commercial for something. So I really stayed away from horror. But Lair of the White Worm was kind of the first time I was like, wait a second. Wait a sec. I maybe can do some of this. Yeah. Because this is like fun and silly and bright and colorful and it's doing the, but it has like horror conventions and yeah. So I just, I just fall in love with this and I watch it. I watch it every few years, I think. Uh, When I went to watch this on Amazon, (laughs) I'm like, why is it on Amazon Prime twice? (laughs) I realized it's because I bought it Ah! when Amazon Prime video like first became available. I'm like, oh, I got to get Lair of the White Worm. Uh, Yeah. But like I remember the tape that the tape I would rent, yes. it had ads for other Ken Russell movies. Oh my god, it did! <laughs> At the beginning, it's like see the rainbow, see women in love, <laughs> Ken, Ken Russell. Um, this is like I mean I think the double like how how uh, how Ken Russell-y are you? How like, not your... enough? Clearly, just yeah. not enough. <laughs> like I've not had enough of this man in my life. I I'm right like, clearly. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd seen like part of the Tommy movie on TV when, when I was really young. Sure. Um, and I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I think my, when my parents woke up, it was like a Saturday morning. I'm like, what is, this? what was this thing that I just witnessed? <laughs> what the fuck is this? And they're like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like I like Altered States a lot. Um, that's you know, like really a classic. The Devils is sure. 
probably like, especially if you're talking like weird Catholicism in Ken Russell, like probably the definitive, like great one. And the performances in that are amazing and it's probably a better movie, but Lair of the White Worm is like my one. Yeah. 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 This is just like so everything that I. It's got the gothic horror. Like he, I think, said, um, Ken Russell, I think, said he used like the spine of the book. Yes. As a basic outline. <laughs> changed everything yeah i i um, love that about it like that it's such a it's such a wonderful thing to say of like all right you know clearly brown stoker's dracula there's the touches the master like there's some quote it's just on wikipedia like touches <laughs> yeah, the master. that's great it's like, there's echoes of mastery here but mm. <laughs> then he just goes in and changes it and makes it about like a dildo wielding hot snake lady like i fucking love that that's perfect mind yes Yes. Like that's so smart. That's yes. what we that's the kind of ingenuity we need in yes. filmmaking. Agreed. Um this cast is absurd. Yes. It's so we mentioned the stars, uh Hugh Grant and Amanda Donahoe. The uh other male lead is a very, very young Peter Capaldi, which is I mean, Hugh Grant is also incredibly he, young in this. Yeah, they're all very young. I Peter Capaldi as a sweetheart Scottish nerd archaeology student in a kilt. He's so cute. Perfection. He's Actual so cute perfection. in this. Yes. And yeah, and we've also got the female, uh, the the kind of ingenue, the heroine, the non-villain yes. lady. Uh, Eve is played by Catherine Oxenberg, who was on Dynasty. Yeah, Dynasty uh, at the center of Dynasty, right, basically. Yeah, she was a very, very, very important character on Dynasty. Yeah. Um which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, which also, like, this was after Dynasty. Yep. Which is because when I watched it with my, I watched it with my mom as a as a tween or whatever, and my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Amanda Carrington from <laughs> Dynasty." Like wow, she she did some wild stuff before Dynasty, but it's like no, this is post Dynasty. Yeah, like that's you finish Dynasty and you're like, I'm gonna take my clothes off and be a human sacrifice in this goofy fuck it and have a bunch of hallucinations and wear eighties um, dresses. Oh, with the eighties dresses, the most eighties dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I guess after Dynasty, you like can't you need to you can't go straight from Dynasty to like no eighties dresses. I don't right. think. Right, right, right. You can't quit 80s dresses cold turkey. No, not even slightly. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to get into like what happens in this flick? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, pretty yeah. wacky. I um I just want to say that your notes, these beautiful, <laughs> like all caps, incredible <laughs> notes, I hear them in your voice. I feel them in my soul. Like you did the most incredible recap of the events in this film. And I can't wait to just dig into it because this is this is living is what this is. I'm so glad. <laughs> so we really like we get right into it. Um, yeah. it. There's no there's no preface. We see there's some like mountain. It says Lair of the White Worm, really big and cool red text. Yeah. And Peter Capaldi is in a hole and he's found a big skull. Yep. It's welcome huge. to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ass skull. <laughs> um, so, and like, it actually, as as much as this is a very silly, campy movie, it is really efficient with its use of time and mm. like the way it conveys information, I think. Yes. So we get, like, and is it 
a little corny. Yeah, but it works with the genre. So it's fine for them to be doing this like very expository conversation that opens with Peter Capaldi Angus, the Scottish um, yeah, archaeologist. Right. His name is Angus. His name is Angus, of course, and Mary, the flirty uh, blonde lady who lives at the bed and breakfast? guest house, bed and breakfast. I don't know what that. Yeah, uh, where this archaeological thing is happening. <laughs> and great. and like they're sisters, right? Sisters. Yeah, Mary okay. and Eva sisters. And one of these sisters, I, and I. <sighs> She just looks like Kate McKinnon, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. Oh, she does! I just, it was just like Hillary Clinton, Kate McKinnon, the whole time. I couldn't not see it. I couldn't not see it the entire time she's on the screen. And I'm so sorry to this actress, because that's probably not what she was going for, because that didn't even exist yet. Kate McKinnon was four, like she wasn't famous. But still, I couldn't not see it every time. <sighs> Yeah. Well, she is, yeah, but she is this, like, the, this kind of more tomboyish, yeah, cute, very flirty, friendly, um, nor- I guess it's Northern England where they are. Yes. And, yes. yeah, so we immediately establish he's a, he's an archaeologist, she's an orphan, and uh, her, she and her sister, and her, her sister have disappeared parents, and there's a big snake party that the town has every year, and he's going to the big snake party. Yes. So they go to the snake party. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> and they've got this, like, um, Hugh Grant, who appears and is the lo- local lord who's thrown the snake party. Um, describes the band as rural rock, but it's kind of like, um, oh, fuck, what's that Irish rock band called that I've oh. seen? The Pogues. It's a little Pogues-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, uh, you know, and they're this, you know, fun band singing this song about this local legend about, about a, a big worm. worm. A slash dragon. It's like, meh, could snake. be either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could be a snake. Yeah. Could be a snake, could be a dragon. And the time it got slayed by the great heroic. Lord. John Dampton. Yes. Lord Dampton. Yeah. Which, of course, Hugh Grant is the descendant of, yes. of the younger Dampton. So he's now Lord Dampton. And he has just come into town to take over his inheritance as the Lord of the Manor. But everybody already knows him. So it's not like he, like, isn't a local boy. But he's also, like, a rich guy. I it There's a lot going on in this scene. And I was a little confused by it at first. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> there. So yeah, he's the local boy come back. Um, he's Hugh Grant is very, very good at being a fancy man. Oh yeah. Yep. I know in like America, that's obvious, but like having watched a lot of British things, especially like things he's very like the Hugh Grant in this movie, I get like a certain amount of scumbaggy rich guy, but I also am like, he's so charming. Oh my God. <laughs> he's so yes. cute and charming. Yes. Um, and he get, he conveys that pretty immediately. Um, he and Peter Capaldi like have really good chemistry in yes. this. Um, and yeah, they have a whole conversation, more exposition about the local festivities and the traditions and the worm snake, dragon <laughs> and the old english or old german worm. um worm. it's just it's just really good it's just it's guys being dudes uh-huh. at a, standing over a buffet while 
Hugh Grant serves some random lady like earthworm, <laughs> like, a pickled worm, and shows off his cool knowledge of linguistics to this uh, Scottish archaeologist who's just come into town while there's line dancing. And of course, um, this is like such a, as a Star Trek nerd, this is such a Klingon thing. Like, of course, it's Ga, which is like the Klingon ah! worms. And like that, again... I couldn't help. So this is the day after I came back from like a long transatlantic flight and I was really out of it. So like a lot of this, I apologize, is going to be a little bit of me being like, oh, this is the movie I saw. I saw the cover for when I was six. Oh, it looked like Kate McKinnon. Oh, it's Gah from the Klingons. So there's a lot of things that I apologize are just my brain firing no. in a particular way, but in a joyful way about all these things. So, yeah. That's we have. There's room for that here. That's what this is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank We're good. You. They have the that. party. It's yeah. We again establish on the way home from the party. So we've like covered two kind of couples. We've got Angus and uh, Mary, and Eve and what is he? James Hugh Grant. Oh God, yeah. James I just thought of Stanton? him as Lord, but yes, I think it's James <laughs> as the Lord. As Lord. Lord James Dampton. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we get more exposition about kind of the parent disappearance as uh, Angus and Mary walk home from the snake party. Um, There's a moment between them, of course. Mm -hmm. There's like a moment between them, which is very cute, where they're like, oh, I don't know if we should walk in this pit. Part, you know, it's like a little bit dangerous and there's creepy things. Because and- this is, I wouldn't do this because, oh, by the way, my parents disappeared walking here. <laughs> yeah. And we have never seen them again. Yeah, it's just um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is our first view of Lady Sylvia. Oh, it is. So there's a very fancy car that drives by with no headlights on, which Mary finds very frightening. Yeah. She calls the cops. We, uh, which is when we meet Ernie, Ernie, the local policeman who goes out to investigate and meets just the undisputed star of this film. Oh, yes. This is the best. Listen, I've said this a few times, but this is the best anyone has ever looked on in a movie ever of all time. Like this is is the, yes. She appears so Lady Sylvia Marsh, played by Amanda Donahoe, appears in a white suit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a tricorn hat. <laughs> yep. And you're thinking like a tricorn hat. Isn't that that thing? I, I, I need to. I'm not remembering the right kind of hat. I'm Listen, thinking I, of that I thing from like tricorn the old timey times. Right. Like what? Yes. The 1700s people wore. Right? Like, like a, a pirate, pirate hat. That can't be it. No, that's it. She's wearing a white one of those and a <laughs> matching suit. And she looks amazing. Yep. Um, <laughs> with like a scarf under it. Her costumes in this are just exquisite. They and I am going to ask own... you, Danielle. Yes. Oh, please, please, please. What your favorite Lady Sylvia look is. <sighs> Listen, I have two. And I'm very sorry because they're both like her hot, hot, hot looks. Like her I'm a sexy lady looks. But nothing beats... <laughs> A very attractive snake lady with an adornment uh, for her, you know, rituals. Uh, So there's that. And there's also her latex boots and underwear look uh, where she plays Oh, you mean for a weekday evening? Yeah. For a weekday evening, you know? So, yeah, I can't, I can't listen. She looks incredible in this and in everything she wears. She would look incredible in a trash bag, but... I couldn't help but find the especially sexy Lady Sylvia outfits especially sexy. 
this time around. I mean, that's that's what they're there for. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like there's, you know, a lot of the time in horror stuff when there's a sexy lady. It's a sexy lady, but the aesthetics aren't there. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, she's a sexy lady. But there's nothing, there's no imagination here. Right. Like, lady, you're like, you're not working that hard because ladies are pretty sexy. Right. Already. Of course. Yes. Like, you're just kind of resting on the fact that you hired a hot person. Right. Right, right, right. Like, there's no resting on the fact that Amanda Donahoe would be hot rolling out of bed, going to the fucking, going to 7-Eleven yep. to buy a donut. Right, 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 right. Like, yep. they. There was no I'm resting. I say, I Ken Russell there was put his. Yeah, Ken Russell put his whole pussy in this movie. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I, you know, again, I'm so sorry that I had a slight brain fart, but I have seen some of his work and I saw Gothic not too long ago. So I I've also seen, seen another movie where he really puts it all in. Oh, um, I need to see that all then. All the way. Because, all the way, all the way. Yeah, that is just, uh, so no, I completely understand. And it's, yeah, it's, she's exquisite. Uh, she and Ernie have drinks. She's immediately established as kind of a. I mean, the thing is, it's like, okay, you want to make the girl Dracula movie, right? Yep. yep, yep, yep. What is Dracula? Dracula's cool, sexy guy who hangs out in his cool, sexy house and he invites you in and he's mysterious and then he like bites you. He bites you and takes some sort of fluid out of you, which she does to Ernie as well. Yeah. Because she, she does suck the venom out of his. <laughs> His snake bite. <laughs> snake bite. She gets her. I think her first one of her first lines is, "He says he was stung by a snake," and she immediately corrects him and says, "Snakes don't sting; they uh. bite." She's just like so disgusted by his ignorance of snakes. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. She then, I guess, finds out. Uh, does Ernie tell her about the skull? Discovery? I, I think, think so, that's yes, because she's kind of yeah. talking to him. She's just trying to get information out of him. You know, he's kind of a, kind of a, you know, semi, well, that's a spoiler, but he, she's, he's kind of under her spell, right? Already, I think, at this point. Well, he's also just kind of dumb and she's amazing. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yes, yes. yeah. Um, so she finds out about the skull. The next thing we see is the next day. She is in a, one of my favorite outfits, oh, which yes. is kind of a, uh, a green, just kind of coordinated thing with a coat. It's not green, green. It's kind of an olive green. Yeah. She has green sunglasses, a kind of gold green scarf. And she sneaks into the bed and breakfast to steal the skull. <laughs> and hiss at a crucifix. And it worked. I mean, what I love about this is she has no problem. This, it's That's what so the woman's easy. all about. Yeah. That's what my note was on this. I'm like, this is what it's all about. Hissing venom at a crucifix is the meaning of womanhood to me. <laughs> I was very tired when I did. There's also this. like, I just and stealing to- skulls in her sports car. She has this beautiful sports car. And she's so fancy and yeah. so cool and so evil, and I love her. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just want to note that there's like an incredible shot of her hands on the skull at one point, like yes. when she's stealing it, and it just has this like reverence it just feels like oh this is a churchy movie kind of thing mm-hmm. that type of like reverence this shot what it's saying what it's saying like the placement of her hands on it it's just a shot that will stay with me um as long as some of the more absolutely fucking batshit shots in this movie even though this I one really is slightly more subtle but yeah i noticed that this time around though because it is it is interesting because you see it where she comes into the room angus's room 
Um, and you see the skull in the foreground really big and she's in the background kind of coming closer and she walks forward and she's about to be at the point where if she comes forward anymore, her head would no longer be in the frame. So she kneels down and crawls. So the shot never has to change. There's, there's no edits needed for her to come in. And so you get the like reverence and stuff, but you also like get this really nice long take. Um, with like a stationary camera, but it feels very dynamic. Ugh. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And like the way the hands are framed and it just, it all really works. Yes. Like this is good filmmaking. It's, it's not just. It's great. Yeah. Like honest yeah. to God. Yeah. It's, Ugh. it's kind of like this love of schlocky aesthetics or a love of schlock being done really beautifully. Um, because as well, well, let's, gets to like where it really pops off and gets Ken Russell Yeah. Um with the crucifix. With Eve and Eve and James come back. Oh yes. Um yes. Mary and Angus have gone off. And uh they've also the the pocket watch of the missing father has finally turned up. Um yes. Mary supposed or Eve, sorry, has supposedly stayed up all night, uh, but which they make it very clear to say dancing, dancing, which now, becomes which important at first, later. I thought it was a joke. Me too, but like, I really thought isn't. like, ah ha ha, we were getting in dancing. on, and it's like, no, it really was just dancing. <laughs> she goes upstairs, sees some goo on her special crucifix, touches it, and immediately we get our first hallucination sequence. Uh, What did you think of this, Danielle? I fucking loved it. I was like, I was like cheering at the screen. I was like, yes! (laughs) We're going for it! This is this kind of movie. Fuck yeah. Like, it was all the way like, oh, we're doing lots of fucking MTV-ass 80s MTV ass like transitions and costumes and some wild ass images and I was living my best life. So happy. It's yeah, it's this is like it feels this is to me is like if Halloween three is like Halloween candy in general, mm-hmm. these hallucination sequences are like the Halloween candy that is specifically tailored to me. Yeah, like they're so bright, they're so like neon and crazy and very music video, yes. um, and lush and like silly and gross and <laughs> yes. yeah. So it's like it's a hallucination flashback sort of to uh, the olden times. Uh, there's a whole thing of like the past in this town the convent. There was a there convent. was a convent. But also and the local people worshipped this snake demon thing. Snake god. So it's this. So this hallucination is Jesus on the cross with a big puppet snake around him trying yes. to eat him. Yes. Well, there's a bunch of nuns trying to pray to him who are getting attacked by Roman soldiers. Yes. And Lady Sylvia is also there kind of just laughing. And she's she's kind of doing something with. I mean, am I maybe I'm. Maybe I'm I'm pushing ahead with the hallucinations, but I thought she's also doing some things with a very phallic object. That's a well. little later. That's later. Okay, I'm so sorry. I I blended my hallucinations. Yeah, the I mean the thing is, it's like we don't need to go through this whole 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 
things scene by scene. If we want to just dive into all the hallucinations No, I'm having right so now. much fun, though. Okay, okay. He was my cool. guide through this. Like, oh. I'm having the time of my life right now, so this is very good. Hopefully listeners are, too. <laughs> but yes. Well, it's, yeah, and, like, um, content warning for very, very, very stylized sexual assault. Yes. Um, yes. In this yes. movie. Correct. Yes. It's, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's not something I've ever I've been bothered by in this, like personally, but like everyone's different. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, of course. What bothers me may not bother everybody. What doesn't bother me may bother other people. But yeah, that is in this. Um, But I feel like there's enough style, like stylization and distance from it that it doesn't feel gross. I don't know. Yeah, it is so. Or like exploitative or I don't know. Yeah. It is so weird like just weird just like out of ex- the experience of i think most humans being like an an ancient nun and like an ancient roman legion and whatever else that i don't know like yeah the way it's filmed the way it's framed it is it is meant to be a bad thing is happening right a bad thing yeah. is happening it's not fun and obviously never again the content warning and never saying oh this is fine like this is a good thing but the style of it is so fucking just wild and gonzo and colorful that it's like, I want to see more of this, which is very much a horror movie thing. Like, you want to see more of something, even if it, you don't personally find it to be like, oh, a good and okay thing to have happen to someone, right? So it is, yeah, it, I, I think the stylization goes a long way here. And like, plenty of yeah. things happen in this movie that are not actually okay, but because the tone is so fucking buck wild, it's almost like the Mortal Kombat thing, right? Of like, yes, those games are violent, but they're so wildly campy and over the top that it doesn't feel like a uh, threatening violence or like a present violence. It feels like a we all know what kind of movie we're making here and we all know what yeah. kind of goofy, wild, campy thing is kind of happening here. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's well put. Um, so, Yeah. There's that. That's our first big hallucination. Our first thing of Mary or of Eve. I keep wanting to call her Mary because she's a virgin. Um, but <laughs> right. she's not. Yeah. This is Eve because she's the one who gets messed with by a snake. Right. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> this is her first like Eve is the spiritual one who keeps having visions um, thing. And there's a bunch more <laughs> of that. Um, she's discovered by her boyfriend, Hugh Grant, who says, oh, a snake on a crucifix? You mean like the mosaic outside? And lo and behold, there's also a mosaic yeah. under their house uh, of the exact shit that was in the, the thing. And the and the kind of implication here is that the skull is of some kind of big, wormy, snaky dragon. Yes. Prehistoric thing. Um, we get another Lady Sylvia thing that, again, is not something we condone in real life, which is kidnapping a teen and seducing yes. him with snakes and ladders and latex the and then killing and him ladders. in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, we don't condone is... this. We don't condone this. We only condone the outfit. Let's put it that way. The outfit is exquisite. Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, the driving outfit's also really good. Oh, my God. Is this her? Is this her bug outfit? What I can only describe as the bug outfit with the like latex leggings and the like orangey, purpley kind of look. Nope, that's later. That's this is later. One, okay. She's got, she's got. Um, there's a a very distinct shot of her legs as she's driving, and she's got like uh 
stockings, like normal gotcha, stockings. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know um, why with, my like, outfits are out of sync. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm noted. I remembered because I literally have it pulled up on my screen. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. Yes. And because it gets echoed later in the movie with another leg, sh- a very important car leg yes. shot. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. Which again, filmmaking, baby. We love it. Beautiful. Uh, we like, symmetry. you really do love to see it. <laughs> you do. love to see the symmetry. Um, so yeah, just this like very pathetic boy. And again, it's like, there's so many ways of doing like adult woman seducing teen boy that feel so that she can feed him to her prehistoric her snake god, snake god yeah. pet in her cavern basement. Like, they can feel really gross. <laughs> and this, like, he's so unappealing. He's such a dork. <laughs> like, he's such a dork. He's got, like, the way they've done him up, like, he's got visible acne. Uh, he's such a dork. That it's like, they, and there's no chemistry. It's so unsexy that it's just like very obvious. Yeah. I mean, maybe it feels that way just to me because I've seen this movie a billion times. But even then, like as a kid, I remember being like, oh, she's going to, this guy's going to die. This kid's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this right, kid's right. dead as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they, she, has, they, she has him by the, the fireplace playing snakes and ladders, which is her favorite thing to do, uh, which is like shoots and ladders, but snakes, which is what they do in England, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes and but, ladders. Yeah. Stupid board game. Um, drinking. And she's wearing this like sheer black robe, tiny bra and panties, and then thigh high latex uh, boots yep. and big earrings. Yep. <sighs> Can't forget those earrings. That's true. Well, because I mean, like with that, with the hair that she has in this, which is this like very nice short slicked back yeah. black hair, um, the wet look, very, very good. Um, that's a really, really good haircut for a statement earring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 100%. And also like there's a shot that also kind of mirrors the way she touches the skull in that previous shot where she also like brings it to the hot tub. Oh yeah! <laughs> After she uh, she she convinces this boy she's gonna like give him head and then just yeah. uh, bites him with her snake teeth Eggs. yeah and paralyzes him and then yeah she does just kind of bring the skull over to with with her cigarette in the cigarette holder yeah over her in head to be like yep. <laughs> in her hand it's just like this is style yes this is what it is. This is style. Like if this I was to ever grace. do a, it is. Yes. Like it, this is what it's about to me. <laughs> um, I think I did a drawing of of this that oh moment god. for like an Inktober challenge. Oh my thing god, really? That I immediately flaked on a few years ago. Yeah, I'll try and find it for you. Oh my god, please, um, please, please. But just when she's about to sacrifice this boy, the doorbell rings, and who is it? But the Sexy new lord of the town, Hugh Grant, <laughs> Lord Jamesy Johnsy man. J- James lord Jackson. Who uh, she does she try does he agree to play um snakes and ladders with her or does she he just join her for a sexy drink? I think it's just a sexy drink. And they kind of yeah. have like a whole sexy conversation. They have a sexy kiss. Mm-hmm. And there's a very she, and then iconic she's like, I'm moment. Tired. She's also just it's like, great. I'm listen, I'm tired. You know, she's tired from a hard day of sacrifice and being yeah. as hot as she is. That must take a lot of energy to be that sexy and appealing, even while doing terrible things. And like, I get it. She's kind of like, you know, we'll see you again. 
you know, we'll do dinner next time or whatever she says. But, you know. I do. I did forget to mention there is an important thing that happens oh, with yes. this hor- with this horrible boy, um, which is he does pick up his harmonica and start playing, and she <laughs> immediately starts like doing a snaky dance. That's and then right. once he stops, she grabs it away from him, slams it like on the on the mantelpiece, and says, "That's enough of that. That kind of music freaks me out." That's which right. Is That's right. Such a good line. And we establish that her only weakness. It's charming music. It's snake charming music. (laughs) But like her way of talking, the dialogue in this is so fucking funny. I love that. Like that kind of music freaks me out. Like I love that. Um, But yeah, she also does this great thing in the Hugh Grant sexy drink scene where she makes this, like they're talking about the disappeared parents and she quotes um, an Oscar Wilde play that, you know, yes. like, to mo- lose one parent is a misfortune, but two is just, like, irresponsible or something uh, from the importance of being earnest. And, and he's and like, just like, what the funny. fuck? Yeah, he's like, like, a horrible funny. thing to say. And then she's like, oh, oh, you know, humor is a coping mechanism. I'm tired. Like, she goes all, like, Twitter it's, teen on him. It's of, so like, good. Oh, can't you like, take a I'm, joke? And then I'm tired. I don't want to talk to you. Like, 100%. Like I'm traumatized and I'm a snake woman. It's you can't exactly talk to me that what way. she does. Like she, like she immediately goes like, well, "Oh, I'm just coping. I'm actually really not okay, and I need, uh, I need physical affection to comfort me." Like yeah. it's such a good move, just because her like her not okay joke didn't land. God, that's a there's like um. <laughs> On the wiki, it's said that the characters on in this movie are all based on just like people Ken Russell knew. Yeah. And like <laughs> in certain ways, you're like, what? How? <laughs> um, but in other ways, like you look at the way they they talk to each other and the way like like there are so many of these like little moments where I'm like, this is a very real regular person thing to do. This is like a real, like like a true shithead thing to happen. Yeah. The human sacrifice, not so much, but the like, oh, yeah, that joke that was fucked up. Uh, it's actually because I'm really fucked up inside. Yeah. Like, yep. There's a lot of little things like that that I just fucking love. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so, masterful is what I would call it. Like genuinely masterful. Then we get Hugh Grant's sexy dream. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So this, <laughs> I don't want to speak for merit, but I just recall both of us cackling. And saying you can't, like, multiple times during this dream sequence. Like, multiple times both of us said things like, you can't, you can't just do that. And also we're cackling. Like, I was cackling anyway. And do you want to go through it? Because I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to No, please. I, I would, could you actually was, got, I want you to guide me through this one, actually, if you can. Well, he has a sexy hallucination dream. Starring, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make it brief, but starring the women in his life as flight attendants? Mm-hmm. And he's on a private plane and there's like a very obvious erection joke with a, like he has a pen or a marker or something. And like he mm-hmm. watches the ladies fight and be vampires and snakes and so on and so forth. But also like has this erection joke. And it was a very like, first of all, I will just say realistic to what dreams are like sometimes because like just fucking shit will happen in a dream and you're just kind of accepting it and you're just kind of like well that was weird but also if you think about it in the light of day you're like you can't you can't do that brain that's too much but it happens anyway (laughs) you know what i mean 
I absolutely know what you mean. I think this scene is so fucking funny. Um, It's really corny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, I also just love like one of my favorite aesthetics is this like very specific, like I am a gay man and this is what I think the straight male gaze is. (laughs) And that's what the scene is to me. It's like this weird cat fight thing with like flight attendants on a plane. And it's so, and especially compared to like the other thing, the other wacky shit in this movie, it's so stupid. (laughs) This is such like, like you're right. It is like a real dream because if this was a real guy, he would be so embarrassed about having a dream this dumb. He'd be like, oh God. Like, oh, that's so tacky. Like, (laughs) Um, like it's so stupid. Yeah, it really is. But it's done with such a really. It's done in this with this like very good sense of humor of like several. Like there's a few layers of irony, but it's not so removed that it's like I'm better than this. Right. It's like no, he this knows. is actually really fun and silly. Yeah, he um, knows. He knows. Yeah. 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 It's it's really yeah. It's the whole movie actually feels that way to me, where it knows what it's doing and it loves what it's doing. God, yeah. And that's what makes this movie such a delight and such a pleasure. Even though, again, terrible things, objectively terrible things happen in it. Like, bad things. Bad people do bad things in this movie, right? However, because it's so campy, because it's so wacky, because it's just playing with form, because it's it's just like, we know what we are, we know what kind of movie this is, I'm making a comedy. There's like a direct quote from Ken, our our, our buddy Ken, you know, Ken Russell. Our, our right? good friend Ken. Our good our friend bestie Ken. Ken. Friend of the show, Ken uh, Russell. Friend of the show, Ken Russell, <laughs> insisted the film was a comedy. Quote, audiences don't realize my films are comedies until the last line has been delivered. And even then, most people don't appear to get the joke, he said. Quote, I would like to state that I actively encourage the audience to laugh along with White Worm. End quote. <laughs> so there you I have love- it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. He, there's a quote that about it not doing well in... Mary England, and he said, where our dour-faced critics insisted on taking it seriously. How on earth can you take seriously the vision of Catherine Oxenberg dressed in Marks and Spencer's underwear being sacrificed to a fake phallic worm 200 feet long? (laughs) Like, that's a good point. It is. It truly is. Listen, camp is here so you can play with things like good taste and you can play with things like horror imagery and play with like goofy stuff. It is a playful genre that is meant to play with things that are not okay and not okay in real life. But sometimes you want to look at things and point at them and have fun with them. And I think that's yeah. what this movie is. I am. It's so. I am. Which I-M-O. brings us very appropriately to the big strap on cave paint. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, which is uh, so our, our handy Scots uh, archaeologist Angus um, and the gang go to these caves where the missing dad watch was found. Um, they do some archaeology and there's a big strap on cave painting. Yep. And they do a bunch of really corny jokes. Um, <laughs> really corny jokes. Yeah, it's corny. Uh, but it's also like this is very it's very in character and it's yeah it's but yeah there's a they're like oh it's some kind of fertility right probably uh but it's a it's a stick figure with big boobs and a big dick um, which we then discover is uh 
an allusion to Lady Sylvia. Well, we very quickly discover that because Eve leaves the cave and finds Lady Sylvia in a tree. Oh, this is the bug outfit. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is the outfit, which is just like the orange version of the green outfit. Yep. Um, it's exquisite. And she says very sexily, like, oh, heavens, Eve, I'm so glad you're here. I thought there was an adorable, precious kitten up in this tree, and I, I simply had to go save it. And now I seem to be trapped. <laughs> which is which always works, by the way. It, it works every time. Have you ever want to, like, get a girl, you climb up in a tree, say you were trying to save a cat, and you need her help to get out? That's all it is. That's all you need to it do. It works every time. Um, you don't need to hypnotize her even, but she does hypnotize Eve. And it's, uh, we, we're getting into our horror movie stuff. Yes, here. all the way. We, we've been playing with horror. We've been having a good ass time. And now it's time to go all the way there. Well, not all the way there, because first we have to have like a Bond villain moment in a tanning bed. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> of course. How could I ever forget the where? Bond villain moment? using the, sac- not sacrificial, I don't know, whatever, the ritual the ceremonial dildo. dildo. The ceremonial dildo is used here. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. While Lady Sylvia is in her tanning bed explaining her scheme. Because <laughs> she has to explain. Um, she has to explain. <laughs> but yeah, it's this whole thing about this convent, and she's like, oh, I think you're the reincarnation of this fucking nun I hated, and you stupid <laughs> nuns, and you're, you know, impotent god. And you were masturbating Who kept all these babes, and, and you're all jerking yeah. off. Yep. And you, <laughs> me and nuns sucked, and being a cool pagan ruled. And yeah, it's yep. Uh, it's it's just what I want. Yeah, th- I would watch this every day of my life, or something like this. <laughs> to be honest, okay, I would. I would. It's just like it's so fucking silly and gratuitous in a way that's like yeah this is this is what i want a lot of yeah. i guess this is, i'm more. so glad i'm yeah. so i was so excited when i saw you and merit watch this because oh, i'm like yeah. oh it's one of my all-time favorites i truly um, love it i truly love it I we got our second hallucination which is the one you talked about um yes. when eve is like on the phone hip, trying to do hypnotized phone calls saying she's going to, gone to london but she looks at her crucifix ring and remembers who she is inside and starts screaming, um, gets hit by some venom, and then uh, has another cool hallucination. And this is the one where... um, Yes. Where, yeah, she is... It's a hallucination of her nun self, her nun Sona, uh, (laughs) being impaled. (laughs) And then Lady Sylvia is also there. And it's, again, the same MTV effects... Um, Lady Sylvia is also there kind of filleting a uh, bloody spike. Yes. It's very phallic. And she appears to be having the time of her life doing this, which is part of, again, this is what makes it work. If this seemed like a miserable time for anyone other than the Nunsona, then it would be a problem. But Lady Sylvia is having a fucking blast. This is what she does best. This is what she enjoys. This is her ritual. And she's having so much fun. And like... (laughs) We all want the best life for Lady Sylvia, don't we? Also, the skull is just like there. The skull like, is there's just like, like an empty hovering. spot. Yeah. It's like a, like a flying saucer in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it rules. Like, um, I want to recreate, not this scene, because I, I wouldn't, but recreate a scene that looks at least with some of these aesthetics of just like a skull flying in the background kind of deal with, you know, after effects. Because this just, it's, oh my God. Oh my Honestly, God. Honestly, 
some of the effects on the hallucination uh, sequences remind me a little bit of the uh, the climax of House, oh, the Obayashi absolutely. movie. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the way they kind of like flames and cut out and animation yes. and like, yeah, the kind of taste of experimental with like psychedelic, but it's horror, but it's funny, but it's yeah, yeah, and and to say also like some of the the sort of fake porn in videodrome like the fake porn yeah, in the beginning yeah, yeah, of yeah. videodrome like the the like i forget what it's called but there's a whole sequence that they shot the whole thing of it's like on the criterion dvd of like oh, the shit. lady with the like the samurai sort of theming with her yeah. and like her having a good time and the sort of like goofy like the the very Euro white lady who directs like her very like avant-garde, like gauzy looking porn, like all of that. Mm, like, I it, love her. It yeah. called some of that as well. So yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see some of that too. It's really, it's, you know, it's cinema. It's cinema, baby. It is. Yeah. Say what you want. I don't like, I don't care who this offends. This is what peak performance looks like. This is it. This is the aesthetic is I want to watch every day. Yep. Exactly. Perfect. <sighs> so, Hugh Grant decides, like, okay. So they, I think they just kind of, they all kind of piece it together. Yeah. Um, and Hugh Grant's like, all right, here's what we got to do. I need to, I have, I'm a cool 80s man. <laughs> I'm a modern gentleman of the 1980s. I have a killer sound system in my ancestral mansion. <laughs> I'm going to put my speakers on the roof and go through my dad's old colonialist uh, record collection yeah. to find some snake charmer music. <laughs> I think this lady's a snake. He doesn't have to even say it. He just knows. Maybe it's because he had that hallucination. Maybe it's not. But like, he just figures it out and he's like, okay, clearly there's some creature in this cave that ate these girls' parents and it's related to this hot snake lady. Let's charm her. And do you know what the best thing in the universe is? That it works? That she, like, comes out of her wicker snake bin. Again, the cover, the iconic cover image that, you know, 32 years ago or whatever I saw and it affected me so much, so deeply in my brain. And she snakily dances out of the house. She's got her little spit curl on her forehead. She's got her black sequined ensemble um it's she's hanging out in a basket yeah she's planning a human sacrifice but does she sleep in there it's unclear um it doesn't matter these are questions that don't matter because i mean if you're if i was a snake vampire and i could sleep in a basket and look that good i would do that too i would too i would too so yeah she dances on out of her house and mary can sneak in um, where they do, in fact, find the missing mom in a weird dark room watching snake videos. She's watching a lot of, like, saucy snake videos. It's like a sexy lady with a, doing sexy, doing suggestive but yeah. non-abusive things to a snake. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> yes. it's for, Just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> we have to be clear because in this movie some, some things happen, yeah. And also, like, we're, you know, it's... Yeah, just to just to be clear. Yeah. And uh the mom is a snake vampire lady. Yeah. She bites Mary. Mary has her own cool hallucination. So yes. good for her. Yes. And this is the one that's got the dancing snake men and it's got Sylvia in her snake. Oh, makeup. I love this one. And yes. Yes. Yeah. 
this is like kind of the the best hallucination. It yeah. just gets really wacky and out there. So much. I think there's more fire also, which I Yeah, like. and there's like like is it like a dancing line you would call it of snake men and like a bigger yeah. image of of Lady Sylvia snake version like the head is is in the background with the dancing line of snake men there. I, I lack believe that's I lack the is. proper uh, you know, it's, choreography language here, but it, that's how I would describe it if I had to. Yeah, I'm not a dancer, so. Yes, yes, <laughs> Choreographer. But yeah, it's a treat. Fortunately, Angus is there. He knows what to do. He sucks the venom out, spits it out into a lovely brandy glass that's, of course, there. Um, he calls up Hugh Grant's house. There is a moment here, and I'm so sorry to get into these very minor details. No, it's perfect. But he slams something on this bar, and there's just like a second ceremonial dildo just kind of there, yep, and it wobbles. It's just hanging out. It's just hanging out. <laughs> it wobbles with the force of Peter Capaldi's acting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very entertaining. Um then yeah and then we are in like full climax mode here we think mary's gonna be okay she's gonna go home but ernie the cop's there he's gotta take her to the police station oh no ernie the cop is a snake cop yeah he's He's a snake vampire he's a snake vampire policeman and i think lady sylvia has turned off the power right 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 because it has to be dark for the ritual yeah yeah yeah. well she has to cut the music Oh, of course, of course. The most important thing the, the record is not runs necessarily out, I think. the aesthetics. It's actually the plot. Like, for once in this movie, like, it, it legitimately, it's like, oh, no, we need this. We need a plot important thing to happen. It's not just for the way it looks. It's very fair. Yes. But fortunately, there's one power that's been yet untapped in this film. Oh we've seen we've seen Angus's strength as an archaeologist, yep. as a nice guy, as a helpful friend. But we had not until this point seen his powers as a Scot person, as like a, a Scottish person. So he uses his, like, he shows up in a fucking kilt and is playing the bagpipes and lures Ernie the snake vampire cop away and is like running around this mansion doing bagpipe things. Yeah. And it's, it works. And snakes just are wild for the bagpipes. How, do, do, walk me through your feelings when this happened. I was cackling. I was also sort of like putting myself a hundred percent in Angus's mind. And I also, Mm -hmm. again, couldn't not recall the sort of uh, Scottish episode of um, uh, Garth Ferengi's uh, uh, Ferengi's Dark Place. place. Uh, Because that's very much what this uh, outfit evoked. The sort of the Mm. Scotsman who's using uh, his Scottish heritage to uh, fully... uh, you know, ensnare, if you will, the beast. Uh, but it really is like a very video gamey sequence again to my brain of like just it's just like a chase in a wild mm. ass fucking hilarious place. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and I also listen, Angus has been like a real dude the whole time. Like he's been a yeah. good dude. I truly love his like ascension to his fullest, fo- well, maybe not his fullest form. We'll talk about that later. But like, <laughs> in ascension to like his Superman form, right? Like the heroic Angus, not just like the, the nice guy Angus, the scientist Angus, the good friend dude Angus. Now he's like Superman Angus. And again, there will be a final form later. Uh, the heroic Angus. I love that. But yeah, I like this the heroic Angus. Heroic, super heroic. 
uh, Super Scott, maybe we should call him? Yeah, Super Scott. Okay, yeah. So, okay. How do they manage this? Um, He does get bit and passes out, but Hugh Grant is back at the caves doing something to get the snake out of the caves and into the mansion. Yeah, there's a connection. But we get the human. Yeah, yeah. There, but there's a connection between which they figured out because the the watch. But like, what, here, listen, what we're really here for is the human sacrifice. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Which is quite a tableau. Oh, indeed. Uh, I mentioned I did the I, I quoted Ken Russell uh, when he described the uh, Marks and Spencer's underwear tied up for the giant super fake looking phallic snake but yeah that's what it is uh it's this it's a very kind of like mid-century horror movie version of an ancient cave yes oh oh situation um like i am remembering that what was that uh that like atlantisy horror movie we watched with vincent price yes 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 the mer oh god the mer something the something of the deep maybe yes Yes, I'll f- I can find it. I have our it was, incredible but, notes here somewhere. It had some of our. It had some of that that energy in the in yes. the the set design. I completely um, agree. And yeah, Eve is going to be just war gods of the gonna, deep. Sorry, war gods. I had, gods I of had the to deep. look down our list. It's pretty far down the list, but yes, a hundred percent. Yes, I I felt those vibes as well. Yeah, and oh no. Eve, our one who is a virgin, who's wearing is gonna, like virgin underwear. She's like, wearing virgin underwear, white, like white lacy bra, white little panties. You know, very virginal looking underwear for sure. Very, tied yeah, up. very basic virgin underwear, tied up with her arms above her head because that's what you do in a virgin sacrifice. Oh, um, and Lady Sylvia emerges. Oh my god! In please, her, yes. well, we see her in her snake form earlier yes. when she gets Angus. Because she on found her leg. earplugs. She bites his leg. <laughs> um, very, very satisfying moment. She's, she takes her earplugs out. Ha ha. She found them. <laughs> really her one weakness. She's <laughs> figured out a way around it. Um, she, the ceremonial strap on is on her in the cave. It's in place. She, it's yes. in place. Yes. Um, and I guess in one of the hallucinations, we see that it's actually like, it's that's just kind of a symbol that she's gonna that they it's used to as an impalement, uh, as a stomach impalement. Yes, implements not actually as a um, a, as sexual a sex toy. Device. Yes, yes, I mean like who's to say who's to say impaling somebody in the stomach can't be sex? Like that's you know, true. That is true. If that's you're immortal point. and you can regenerate, like who knows? Do yeah. you know? I'm not gonna shame. Maybe Any you, know, you get bored with certain things over thousands of years. That's fine. You know, that's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to check in with you again here, Daniel, because I feel like I'm talking a little too much no, here. No, you're doing such a good job. Thank you. I'm in but- this ride, ride or die <laughs> with you and Lady Sylvia. I'm ride or die right here. Uh, but this is like one of, this is one of your two favorite looks, this one. It is. It is. And part of it is just for the fucking get out, like, here it is. I am walking towards you with this ridiculous impaling dildo, and I'm in blue makeup. I've got the head thing. I don't know what you would call that. 
I'm so sorry. Like I don't snake... have much vocabulary for, for snake hats. But it's, it's some like sort a... of snake hat. It's like a swimming cap of yes, snakeness. Of scales? Yeah. It's blue and gray. You know, it's like very snaky looking. But she's just all the way. She's just a monster. She's a hot, sexy-ass monster who's going for her ritual. And then the funniest thing happens where it's clear she's not going to have time for the whole ritual. So she just takes that dildo down and she's like, okay, no time for this. Right? No time for ceremony. Let's get on to the ritual. Like, she knows what she wants. She wants that ritual. But she knows she has to feed her snake god. So she's got to just go with it. And it's kind of like, yeah. listen... I know this is what I was excited for. I was excited for my weirdly sexual ritual, but here we go. We got to do what we got to do. And she's very practical that way. And so part of it is the look and part of it is just this attitude that she has towards the whole thing. I was like, oh, too bad. I wish we had time for this, but we don't. (laughs) It's really, you're right. That's a very appealing mindset. It's just Um, so funny and good and like what a character move and again the reason this movie is so fucking good is because it goes there and goes for it and it has an actress who knows what kind of fucking movie it is and fucking goes there and goes for it and is clearly having a delightful time chewing every bit of scenery with her fangs yes that is true she is chewing it with her fangs (laughs) so fortunately angus has i guess uh, taken an antidote earlier um, that I'd forgotten to mention. For, for but he fence. comes to for snake <laughs> So he comes to and uh, it, it put, pushes Sylvia into the snake hole. Yep. <laughs> she grabs onto Eve's foot and he has to like saw her hand off yeah, with a knife. Like, it's like which, very, what was that movie? 72 hours or whatever. It's very, it's very that. Just like that. But yeah, R.A.P. F in the chat for Lady Sylvia. She does get eaten by the snake. Eve gets saved. Um, Everything's going to be fine. We meet up with Hugh Grant. Everybody's happy. Uh, Hugh Grant, it was at the cave. Yeah, the guy, the, you know, Mary and Eve have gone off somewhere, so it's just it's a, it's just the boys now back at the farm slash bed and breakfast, whatever. Yeah, the lads. The, lads are uh, the phone's ringing. Peter Capaldi runs in to answer it. <laughs> it's this brand new character who's this lady scientist. He's like, "You'll never believe what I did. I sent you. I know you wanted snake venom antidote, but I actually sent you arthritis medicine." <laughs> um. So the impl- which means like if he got very bit, and when yeah. you get bit by a snake vampire, you become a snake vampire. Yeah, as we've established it's, multiple times, as we've established. Yeah. So he has this. He's great here, also, and it's like really well directed, really well acted. He has this moment of like looking at himself and like realization, like, oh no, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go snake vamp. I'm gonna go snake vamp, but he doesn't say anything. He gets back into Hugh Grant's very fancy car and J or you know Mr. Lord guy <laughs> says something like oh you know I'm hungry like do you mind if we stop for a bite <laughs> and again it's like this is this movie this is what this movie this is, is and it knows movie. what it is and uh, Peter Capaldi just has this very kind of like sexy like look and I think he says like yeah or something or like 
I don't know that the exact last line is, but his kilt rides up. And and it is this like echo of the the like the sexy Sylvia like garters shot. Yep. But it's the snake bite on his leg that's like, uh-oh. And that's the end of the movie. And it's it, just like uh, Cinema Triumphs again, baby. Uh, we did it. It's uh what'd you think of that ending? What'd you think of like the Hugh Grant Peter Capaldi vibes? I it is the ultimate like the end question mark like like from like a 50s horror yeah. movie like the end <laughs> is it <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> yeah incredible. it is it is really really that <sighs> they they are like it's like a very flirty, cheeky movie. And there's like most of the homoeroticism in it is obviously between like Lady Sylvia and the various women she is threatening to impale. Yes. Um, but like there are these little things with the two guys of like uh, when Hugh Grant shows up at the and sees the excavation site, he has a line about like really liking Angus's hole. Yeah, um, yep, it's true. <laughs> true <laughs> and then you kind of forget it because then there's a crazy hallucination um but like they have these like they have like a very cute like like the way you flirt with a friend yeah you're like sure if it's like maybe or maybe not i don't know yeah but like that's the energy between them and it's really fun i love and it. Yeah. yeah and but then peter capaldi then becomes much sultrier at the very very end because yeah he's a well he's a vampire now so you know what that means it's uh what a treat what a fucking treat. I love this movie from front to back. I loved it from that first frame. I loved it from its goofy-ass script at the very beginning in red. And I loved it here in Angus's final form of bisexual hottie snake vampire who will bite his friend who loves his hole. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's truly that- beautiful. A friend of the show, Ken Russell, I think would have really, really loved that description. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of the show. I, I honestly, RIP to a real one. To a real really? one. To the oh, really, one. really real one. Yeah. I need to watch more of his stuff because this like Gothic has is really a great reignited. Place to go. Okay, I should check it out. Gothic is a great place to go. I think it only came out like right before this or right after. It's very close. And some of okay. the sensibilities are there. It's not quite as over the top. I will say that. Oh, it's it hard is, to be this over the top. Very over the top, but it's not quite as over. Not in the same way. Not in the same. And it has Gabriel Byrne in it as the lead. Oh. As um, oh. as oh my god, the poet, of course, the poet. Why can't oh I think shit? Name? Okay. Oh, uh, this is yeah. This is about Lord Byron yes, and Shelley and yes, yes. and Frankenstein and, and the oh, origin of Frankenstein. Oh, this looks great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, all the way, all the way in. I'm so happy. I'm so glad we watched this and got to talk about it. And LB, thank you for guiding me through one of your favorites, which again is like now a, a Danielle classic. Like it's on my list of this it's, is a I'm classic. so yeah. when we first started, like when, yeah, when I first started doing this with you, like this was on my list of ones like oh I got to watch this one with Danielle. Um, I have to talk to Danielle about this because it is. Yeah, especially after our Hellraiser conversation. Oh my god! Yes. I feel like I mean this isn't this is a very different kind of movie than Hellraiser, but I feel like some of it, the parts of us that yeah. are that really like Hellraiser are very closely related to the parts of us that really like Lair of the White Worm. Absolutely, this sort of like kink and body horror combo is adjacent. I would say mm. for sure, for sure. Yes. <sighs> okay, 
Um, yeah, I think that does it. Yeah, it's a masterpiece and you covered it masterfully. So, yeah, that is all for this week. We really hope you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us. I know we enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Tell a friend. Uh, we really like doing this one and uh, would love your support. And the po- those podcast reviews really, really help. Um, you can listen to all of our podcasts, which are all really good, at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course on fanbyte.com. <laughs> you can watch our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so much to our producer, Paul Lady Sylvia's side piece, yeah! Tamayo, for producing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. Danielle, I believe we can find you on Twitter at Danielle RI. Yes. And uh, until next time, you love to see it. Ooh.